6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Although, thrilled to welcome to the show an Edmonton Oiler fan favorite. Um, George LaRock, currently a commentator for TVA Sports. He's doing radio his own way now um, and uh, spent, what, 10 years, I think, if I remember correctly, with the Oilers. George, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here. What's it like to walk in here and take a look around and, and uh, feel the vibe of what's happening? Well, uh, first of all, I'm jealous that I didn't play in such a nice ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing in all the rings, but you know what? The one thing, though, that, uh, that will never be beaten is the noise that we had at uh, Rexall. Uh, the way Rexall was built, when the, fran- the fans screamed, the noise was, it, it was shattering. It was crazy because the sounds kind of stayed in and it felt like we were, it was the loudest in the league. Now, the way it's built, it's more open, so the sound is not the s- sound the same, which is still, fans are still passionate. But, you know, playoff game here, which back then, we had the best noise, still. George, what was what was that like? You talk about the noise, and you know I've only been in the stands a couple of times during a during a game, and not during a playoff game. I'm really excited that I get to go tonight, so I'm really pumped about that. But what is it like for a player on the ice to hear that and feel that vibration? Does it really do anything, or is it just really noisy? No, it makes a big difference because uh, I've been here regular season, and uh, there's some games that you could hear a fly, mm-hmm. and uh, I've. It's my first playoff game in this new rink, but listen to it on TV, you see the energy is totally different. You know, when you say playoff hockey is the best part of hockey, it's because of that. It's because of the atmosphere. It's because of the fans. It's because of the noise. You know, when you're playing for the cup, it's like when you're in a playoff where you, you, you're so close, you're four rounds away from winning the Stanley Cup. So <laughs> you're so close to that goal, the fans are feeling it. And, you know, they say we won the cup and all these things. It's exciting because, you know, they thrive. They want to win. They want to be the best team, right? So they brings the best energy. Mm-hmm. You know, playoff tickets also they're so expensive that fans are they're leaving all out like I bet you that there's some fans after the game they're as tired as the players because they're screaming <laughs> so much they have so much energy during the game and when you hear that it gives you energy mm-hmm. that's why when you play at home it is an advantage because that noise kind of gives it's almost like the louder that the fans are the it gives you interest and uh, you're you're you become stronger. You become almost like an, an invincible aura when, when the noise is there because it makes you want to, like, do things you couldn't do before because of the fans. <laughs> like a superhuman like, super power or something. I, I give you, talking about superhuman power, okay? L- listen to this. Connor McDavid, of all the active players in the NHL, is eight in the NHL active player in a playoff hits with hits. Mm-hmm. In the regular season, there's no way he would be hits <laughs> with hitting. But why is he hitting like this? Mm-hmm. Because he's bringing another dimension to his game that we already know he could score goals, but he knows that every time he hits someone, the fans, they go nuts. And when they go nuts, the bench and what it does, it raises the energy, and then people are going wild. And when they go wild, the next player next to him wants to do something to make them go wild. And when they do that throughout the bench, it makes you, you look at this team, you like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. That's why scoring the first goal mm-hmm. is so important. Because the other team, when this happens, they feel that this kind of like superhuman power that the fans are giving to the team. So when you score the first goal, often what happens, it kills it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to rebuild momentum again to get the fans going again. Keep it going. Which is, it's all about the first goal, the energy, and, and, and just 
feeling the vibe with the fans and it's only in playoff that you see energy like this. George, the team is down 3 nothing. This is, you know, got to gotta win tonight. What is going through the minds of the players tonight? Okay, what, so, what's going on in the locker room right now? So, so first of all, uh, the thing that, that, that's going through the players is that they have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose because now, um, you know, they, they just know they have to go one game at a time. But the thing that Colorado also knows is that when you have 3 nothing, the level of confidence is quite high. But the one thing that Colorado won't be able to do is that when you're facing elimination, you raise a desperate level that can't be matched. Because, again, they're losing 3-0. They don't want to be eliminated. Colorado's winning 3-0. So even though they want to finish the series as fast as they can, they always say the hardest game to win is the fourth one because the other team doesn't want to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. There is no way the Oilers, even if Evander Kane is not there today, they want this to end today. They're going to raise a level of desperation that Colorado won't be able to match because they're up 3 nothing, and they'll be like, you know what? Okay, fine. Let, let's, let's them have them the game in Edmonton that will bring it back home. We'll close it back home, right? That's why the others are going one game at a time because mm -hmm. tonight they're going to raise the level won't be able to match. They'll win. And then you go to Colorado, and then, again, this, this will be another approach that they're going to have in this game on the road. But it starts tonight at least the fans will be celebrating after tonight's game. George Larocq joining me this afternoon. Um, do you have a favorite memory of Edmonton? Maybe not with the team. I mean, you, you gave us so many memories. Like, I'm, I'm picturing you flying into the boards and jumping up against the glass and going, and just, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's etched in so many of our minds. And I know, if I remember correctly, the full-size Toblerone chocolate bars that you used to give out at Halloween too. a lot of kids, that's still talked about. Yeah. Would you have a memory um, that that's maybe outside of the hockey world, the, the time with the Oilers, about being in Edmonton that just stays with you? You know what? Uh, the, my, my best memory um, that I have, which is, has nothing to do with hockey and not even chocolate bar that I give in <laughs> Halloween, is actually a story with a kid called Jordan Clam. And this, is, this story is going to explain to everyone how important charity work is. is uh, as people know, when I was in Edmonton, I think I was like, mostly because of my charity work and not because I was a fighter. And uh, there's one time I was in Calgary, and this will never forget it, and I always talk about it. And when I talk to young kids, I talk about it too, so they know the impact about it. I was in Calgary, and I got a call uh, from because the people at the Stolby Hospital, they had my number. If the kids wanted to see me, they would call me, and I would just go in. Uh, all the time and one time they called me I was in Calgary and I got a call that this kid uh, Jordan Clam had muscular dystrophy and they asked me if I could come see him because he had a couple hours to live and all his family and the priest was there yeah. so I was in Calgary and I sped up to Edmonton as fast as I can because I wanted to be there before he passed away so I go in a room and uh, he's plugging to the machine he has muscular dystrophy and then he's in bad shape and then I go in there I make him laugh and uh, you know you kind of try to when you go in a room like this you trying to you can't you you, try, you have to make everybody forget what's going on right yeah. and you want him you want him you want to make him smile and give him some happy moment before he goes away so while people are smiling they're the you know tears smiling yeah. you know like I was kind of entertaining the room and 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 I hugged them and I brought a jersey and I was talking to him and stuff I stayed there for about an hour and then I left uh, a week later um, there was, a, and I still have that article. There's an article that came out in, in a journal, was is in the. Uh, there's a section where where there's a, people could write their own articles, like opinion on this. Uh -huh. And it was the aunt of Jordan uh, Jordan Clamp. She wrote a letter 
and she talked about an angel that came and visited her, 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 her nephew. And because of that visit, they got him a week more. Yeah. Think about that. Wow. He more was supposed to family. go away that day. And because of the emotional boost that he got from a visit, they got him a week more. When I read that, I, I broke to tears because I was just a hockey player. I, I don't have a doctora, and I'm not a doc. I'm nothing. I just push a puck for a living. And I was young when I did this visit. But that's when I realized that, you know, the impact that we have athletes with kids is tremendous, that there's no medication or machine that could have done that because he was supposed to be gone that day. They got him a week more. Ever since that, when I read that, I did as much as I could. Any player, any team that I had played with, if you could ask the others, I had this woman called Jillian. She had a schedule for my charity work that I would do every week. Mm -hmm. I came to Montreal, Geneviève Pocket. Every team that I played on, they assigned to me someone for charity work, and I had to do stuff four or five times a week mm -hmm. to get involved. And I tell players, if you don't want, you can't go anywhere, let me know and I'll go for you because of that story. And when you ask me the most important thing, I think this is the most powerful thing I've ever done uh, in my life and in Edmonton, seeing kids. Because, you know, as hockey players, we're strictly just entertainers. We push a puck for a living to, uh, you know, to entertain people that watch us. But nothing than that. But how about us, hockey players, we have a platform that we could do things yeah. in life, in society that's much more important mm -hmm. than the hockey. And I think this is why God puts me in this world to, uh, and made me play in the NHL, even though my parents were born in Haiti, to beat the odds so I could do things in a society that, that are helpful and that could be making a difference. So this is, sorry, I'll never forget about it. I always talk about it because to me it was just, it, it was it's so magical. Thank you for sharing that story, and it just put, it really puts a different perspective on things, doesn't it, about what's what's truly, truly important yeah. in the world. George, enjoy the game tonight. I know the kids are here with you. Enjoy yeah. the game. Great to see you again. Thank you for stopping by and Thank you sharing some memories. It was really Anytime. great. Thank you yeah, very much. Take care. George LaRock joining us this afternoon. How awesome is that? Again, uh, the importance of giving back to community. Nailed it.